Just practice what the song has instructed us. We're going to dance our troubles away. I could add to it that we're going to drink our troubles away. We're going to eat our troubles away. Well, that sounds a little whirly. It's according to what you're drinking. It's according to who you're dancing to. It's according to what you're eating. You're drinking the good water, the everlasting water, and eating the bread of life and dancing unto the Lord with honesty and with sincerity. And if the Lord's in it, hallelujah, then I'm going to dance my troubles away. I'm going to drink and eat my troubles away because his word's going to keep me. His water's going to revive me. And hey, I'm going to dance and worship this almighty God. And I'm going to present a body that's holy and acceptable and a worship that's pure and true, that moves the God of heaven. Lord bless you tonight. It is good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. Appreciate each one of you. Appreciate uh, Barry and the leading of this service. Instrument players and singers and man uh, helped to create an atmosphere and a place. They've been running from Dan to Bathsheba like everybody else today. And just busy and one thing or another, but willing to come on a Wednesday night. Thank God for Wednesday nights. Midweek services so that we could come and join together and worship together and partake uh, of the word of God and the presence of the Lord. And represent our request, our prayer needs and requests to the Lord, binding together. Maybe some were at it and they were. Uh, but it's nothing like joining together and binding together to hear the word of God and to feel the presence of the Lord. Got your Bible, Psalms 137. I felt this chapter just a good chapter, all especially the first verse, and that's where most of the focus will be tonight. Amen. The, the following verses kind of just follow up with it, but yet, amen. How many of us wants the Lord in our lives? The favor, with the blessings, the will of God in our lives. And actually anything we do outside uh, or without his presence. Except the Lord's in it. So, you know, we want the Lord to be in all of our conversations. We want the Lord to uh, be, be honored or blessed wherever we go. The world that we're living in, praise God. And we're living in a world that needs some, needs some good spiritual epistles, ambassadors of God. It's got their head on right. It's got a revelation of truth. It's got an insight of who God really is. And, um, and it's not about us. It's about him and to represent him. A lot of people out there saying different things. Let me read and let you be seated. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early or to set up late and to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, 
children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Lord, we love you tonight. We, we, we need you. We need you to anoint us. We need you to use us. We, we just humble ourselves unto you on this Wednesday night. Praying for your will and your touch in this house. You look down upon us and the souls that have gathered here tonight to worship you. And to come with a hungry heart and a hungry soul. To hear your voice. To feel after your direction. To help us. Help us in the world that we're in. Help us in the time that we're in. We, we do not want to fail you. But God, we want you to walk with us. Day in and day out. We want you to, you, you to be a part of our lives. And to be the very heart of our lives. So we ask you to help us tonight to feed the lambs, to feed the sheep. They leave here far different from what they came because of your word and because of your touch and because of your presence. Because you're God. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Uh, we, we don't really plan to try to be. We will hold true as we can to our time. We do realize it's Wednesday night. We realize school and different activities are going on. So... We sure don't want to be, you know, but we also want the will of God and the touch of God and the favor of God upon our lives and our hearts and our souls. As if ever, even all generations needed the Lord and truth is going to last from generation to generation. But I'm here to tell you, you know, if a generation ever needed God, it's now. We need God. We need the mercy and the grace of God. We need God to raise up individuals. Amen. And the world, the time that we're living, and that needs to be from the White House right down to the gutters of the cities that we're living among and in, uh, that God could just send even us in the highways and the byways to compel people, to persuade them, uh, hopefully and prayerfully by our conversations, hopefully and prayerfully by our conduct, that they would recognize and they would realize that there is a power even though it's basically individual, you can't see it, but yet it's there. It's alive. It's moving. It, it seems to show a favor. Could it be that in time approaches and before the rapture of the church that we're going to see a separation like never before? Not not so much a man from, but uh, not not in the sense of, the, of, of just of, of the world in a way, but but of the church and the world of true believers and true worshipers as God anoints, as God moves, as God uh, as we wake up and even we realize that you know what I need you, God. I'm doing my best to raise a family. I'm doing my best to work on a job. I'm doing my best in a community. I'm doing my best. It's not just locked in a community, but all around me. And they need the blessings of God. And they need, they need understanding because we're, we're rubbing shoulders with people today that feel like they know God.
God, but yet uh, you can tell by, and, and I know they judge me for this, but it's still the truth. We're living in a world today that thinks you can dress any old way and still cling God. And then say, man, feel like that you're right with God, even though you override the scriptures and you override what the word of God has to say. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that needs some good old-fashioned Holy Ghost apostolic people, hallelujah, to be endued to the power of God. We're living in that hour and moment in time now. But I'm here to tell you, amen, if God's in it, hallelujah, you watch this, if God's in it, God's going to have a church. Hallelujah, when God's in it, God can put a church in a little rural area like Bendale, Mississippi, and God can fill it up with 300 souls. When God's in it, we can see the wonders and signs and miracles. When God's in it, you can drive out the devil. When God's in it, hallelujah, you can see what you want to see according to the writing of the Word of God and according to His purpose. But God's got to be in it. God's got to be in it. And it's, it's got to be more than hype. And I'm all for it. You know I am. I'm for the running. I'm for the dancing. I'm for the shouting. I don't like dead services. I don't like. Uh, I don't want to come in here and act like I'm dead. I mean we've got so much to praise him for. Even if I don't feel him. I have, I have a mandate. Hallelujah. To worship him. And to praise him anyway. To create an atmosphere. For his presence to take up habitation. Because when you get the Spirit of God, we don't even want to have services without the presence of God doing. Even midweek services, Wednesday night services, we want His presence with us. We want His anointing upon us. We want to, we want to please Him and let Him work upon us. How I many of you are thankfully still working on you tonight? Amen. He's working in your heart and working in your life and working for your family. Amen. That's what God's doing. We look at this, and, and I, I could go no telling how many different directions. And I know I done mentioned we're going to focus a lot upon the first verse. Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord build the house. Except. In other words, it doesn't matter what man has turned to. To build the house. When you talk about build a house. You can branch, branch off of that. It can be the temple of God. It can be a family. It can be your own house. It could be a career. It could be whatever you want to call it. When you start talking about the house. And what's, what takes place in the house. And, and you know what? It's, it's not so important to the material house. In fact, you read very little, if anything, basically. Does anybody know what the Apostle Peter lived in? Does anybody know what Paul lived in? Does anybody know a man? Uh, uh, here's Peter now, just a fisherman. And what about Matthew? He was a tax collector. And they was hated because they was known to tax people more than what they ought to. That's the reason John the Baptist told them not to, not to put more on them than what they ought to. Amen. But collect what should have been collected, but not add to it. But they was pronged and subject and had the reputation to add to it and pocket the extra in their own pockets. And so there was a, a strong possibility that you could look upon men like that when you drove 
by their place. You could tell by the place they lived. And you could tell by the chariots and the horses. Hallelujah. That was a part of their, their, their barn under their barns. Hallelujah. And paper, there was people you could pick out. But without God, it was still in vain. It might impress men. And the world would look at it and say they're successful. But oh, I want to tell you something tonight. The real successful people is just like possibly Peter. Peter, there was just an old fisherman. And the chances was he may not live in nothing but a little hut. But let me tell you something. Jesus walked inside of his little hut. Hallelujah, that afternoon. Hallelujah, and he had a mother-in-law that was sick with a fever. It didn't stop the God of glory. It didn't stop the great I am himself. You know, when God's in it. But yet maybe Peter had a three-story mansion. I don't know. Maybe he knew how to fish better than anybody else. And he had a multiple bank account. I don't know. But I know one thing. The only thing that really mattered was when Jesus walked in there. Hallelujah, either a pauper or the richest man on the earth. We all find ourselves in places and situations. If Jesus don't touch them, if God don't move, if God's not going, then it's not going to amount to nothing. But if we understand him, God's with us. This chapter goes on. It talks about children. Tells us where they come from. Now, well, I can dig into some of that. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, regardless of who they are and what direction they take, God's blessed us with them. And you and I have a responsibility as parents to try our best to, to raise them up in the nurture, in the admonition of the Lord. I don't see nowhere in that journey either where they reach a certain age or whatever. And I know they get to the age count a bit and there's some things you don't do. But I still think, I'm going to tell you something, I pray for my two. <laughs> it's just like if they was four or five years old in a sense. Hallelujah, God's hand and God's favor would move upon them and God would help them. I want them to please God. I want them to be used of God. And I know some's not on all this truth, but I know how God's working and God's working behind the scenes and he knows what he's doing. And we can say all these other things and reasons why it's this and I, I don't, I'm not paying attention to all that. I'm just praying God's mercy and God's grace. And God helps this old boy right here. Hallelujah. Because as I, time goes on and I look back, I realize God, hallelujah, we could have been a little more involved and we could have done maybe a little different here and a little different there. And you know what? I want to make sure that I have a teachable heart and a teachable spirit and I haven't arrived I don't care if I am the pastor of this church I still got to have the mercy and grace of God I still got to have the mighty hand of God I've never got enough talent I tell God all that all the time hallelujah you're never going to become and you don't don't listen to me I'm for education hallelujah I'm for you amen I thank God for those that's in this church hallelujah that's in the educational field who knows where that might just lead to one day I'm not I'm not I'm not down in that by no measure whatsoever. If anything, God, we need to get all we can get. But from the day that we allow education, it takes the place of God. Hallelujah. Then that's where we messed up. Hallelujah. And far as the world and the religious world, that's what they've done to the most part. They got so-called doctors that's leading them and their spiritual leaders, but they haven't even been born of the Spirit themselves. But that don't mean that you and I quit going to school and you and I quit trying to better ourselves. Oh, no, Paul was probably one of the most educated men that you can read about. 
I'm far right. I'm far right. But we can't let nothing become a substitute. There's some old landmarks. There's some old pathways. We can't let nothing take the place of them. You hear me tonight? Doesn't matter how much hype. Doesn't matter how much they speak in tongues. I don't care how many miracles they have. You can't walk away from wholeness. Now, that's one thing. Being raised, not raised in it. And you're making your way to it. But if you've been there and you backtrack. It's a different ball game. It's a different, different area. But I want to focus a little bit here tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about David. And we're going to talk about, uh, you know, there's so much that we could talk about in this particular area. But, uh, but I know my time wouldn't allow me so. But uh, so I'm going to focus on David and Solomon for just a little bit. And uh, the, the things that David had handed to Solomon and the instructions he gave to Solomon about building the temple. Amen. About building some things that must be instituted. Uh, some of this could be from the last few Sunday lessons as we pondered them. If you remember last Sunday, only if you remember, William Boehm, the, the verse in the latter part of that chapter said, William Boehm failed to prepare his heart. To seek God. To seek God. You, you and I never arrive to a place that we don't have to seek God. You, you, you're not too young. You know, Marley and Case and these different ones. And hallelujah. I, I'm hoping, praying, Anna and others, all of these. Man, God stir them up. Help them come to that understanding. Help them, help them realize. Amen. Uh, every once in a while, I just lay my hand on Anna and say, God, fill her with the Holy Ghost. And, she, you know how she is. She's just a kid, and she's kind of, you know. Sometimes she's telling me, I don't want the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hallelujah. I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, but uh, hallelujah. But, but somehow, some way, we could persuade her. Somehow, we can convince her. That's what we're supposed to be doing to everybody else who you work with. Hallelujah. Who you work for. Hallelujah. Don't make any difference. The way we conduct ourselves and handle ourselves. Hallelujah. Be in such a fashion, in such a form. They realize and recognize that, hey, the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the same when, when you're blessed with children. Regardless of their condition. Regardless of their physical or spiritual or whatever. God's blessed you with them. And God's laid them into your hands. And you know what? That's when it comes so important that for you and I to understand God without you and without your help and without your anointing I'm going to make a mess out of raising these kids. I'm going to make a mess amen out of this. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you what. Some of us starts out in a mess. I'm just telling you like it is now. I'd love to tell you them little darlings when they get here. Hallelujah. They're angels. They don't do any wrong. They don't make any messes. Hallelujah. For six months old, they start changing their own diapers. Six months old, they get up and fix their own bottle. Six months old, amen. They don't worry about it if it's midnight or whatever. They ain't going to bother you. No, that's a bunch of bull, isn't it? Hallelujah. Guess what? Spiritually speaking in this house tonight, I tell you the spiritual condition of this nation called, amen, the United States of America. She's in a fix, man. She's in a mess. 
But you know what? It's you and I as apostolic people and Holy Ghost field. Holy Ghost field. That was a requirement to wait on tables. You had to be Holy Ghost filled to wait on widows and make sure the money was done right. You had to be full of the Holy Ghost faith and wisdom. Well, that's some good qualifications, isn't it? He didn't ask them if they'd been here or been there or had this following their name. And I'm not against that. I'm for it. As long as we keep it in the right places. I wouldn't mind having some following mine. As long as I didn't let it interfere because you're going to watch this <laughs> Paul with the Galatians in the fourth chapter he told him he said you make me afraid he said you're going back to some bigger elements you're going back to keep keeping certain days months times and seasons of the year he said you're going back to follow the law. Have, have you not read the law? Does anybody know? Did you know that law won't change nobody? We got enough laws passed in America right now that if everybody obey the law, we wouldn't have near what's going on, any of that going on. If, everybody, if law alone could change a man, transform a man, and keep a man where he ought to be, then we, with this, there wouldn't be, there'd be no problems in America tonight. We've, we've covered every base we can cover. We've changed and rearranged and add. And, but it doesn't, it's not getting any better, is it? Because the law alone can't change a man. But it's God. And God's got to be in it. And God's got to be the reason and the purpose of it. God, to touch this on me. I told him today, God, he said, I wanted to, amen. And, and I know what Brother Barry is saying. And I don't mind driving the dogs, but that ain't the reason I want him to touch my knee. I want him to touch my knee so I can dance and love and worship and preach and work in altars. That's the reason I want him to touch my knee. It's not to make money. It's not to mow the lawn. Hallelujah. It's not to even go deer hunting. But that we could be used for God. Because, and you know, everything else comes second. Everything else is really not important. Amen. I know in the world and eyes and the way the man looks at a lot of things, they've made it important. And they've made it as priorities. And even putting the place in the place of God. But not us. We want God. Amen. In every service. We want God. And every time we come together. We're trusting. I, did you pray the scene and ask God, God, you keep Corona out of here. Hallelujah, because we want to join together. I had somebody call me today. I don't know who she was. Some sherry lady called. I would have started getting marked to answer the phone. It was on the, on the church phone. But I said, well, maybe I ought to. And so I answered it. She wanted to know if I got something, book or letter or something. And I said, no, I, I didn't. She was Sister Buford. She was so far off. She asked if I was Mr. Buford. I said, uh, no, ma'am. I said, uh, he, he's not no longer here. And I didn't give her a whole lot of information. I was going to wait and see what she wanted. She might, you know. <laughs> well, anyway. So as she went on, she said, well, we sent a letter and such and such address. I said, well, that's not here. Anyway, it went on something else. She said, well, uh, let me just try to. She said, you know, we're just trying to send out some things, encourage people. She said, it's a very difficult time and all this. I said, yes, ma'am, I know it. 
She said, what are y'all doing? I said, well, since you asked, amen, we back to regular services. I said, she said, how are you encouraging your people? I said, well, one thing I'm encouraging about, I said, it's not revelation yet. Hallelujah. If you read about that, and I told her, amen, 2 billion, 250 million people is going to die in it. So that's an encouragement there. I said, that ain't all. We encourage them when they come to the house of God with the help of the Holy Ghost. And so I just spilled on there for a little while. And then she got the time to talk again. She said, well, I can see you know a little bit about your Bible. And then you know how to comfort stuff. And she went to Second Corinthians about who he just been telling me about Second Corinthians comforting. I said, oh, but I'm going to tell you something. There's no greater comfort than the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's no greater peace giver than the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the Holy Ghost. There's no substitute. Are you hearing me tonight? That's what this except the Lord. There's no substitute for God. If you don't have God, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, how can this temple, amen, be presented to God without the Holy Ghost, without the Spirit of God? So, so oh, just listen to me for a few minutes here. Uh, watch what David does. Watch, uh, and I'm just going to lay a little bit here from that and, and hopefully try to just. But David said to Solomon, my son is for me. It was in my mind. It was in my heart. It was my desire to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came unto me saying, thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars and thy Thou shalt not build an house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. You know what? This thing wasn't about David. So he didn't get upset. He didn't get mad. He didn't just fold up his arms. No. He began to lay up and he began to store up. And he began to make preparation. Huh. Amen. For this temple. Because there was a promise unto him. Watch him. The next verse picks up. He says, Behold, a son shall be born to thee, who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all of his enemies round about him. If you notice all the time of Israel, when they prospered, whenever they, they would really begin to build cities and things of that, God would give them rest. And it was obedience unto him that brought that rest. You know why? There's so much uneasiness and so much, you know, no rest even in America tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you why. When you got leaders, and what best I can remember with the second man, hallelujah, of the Democratic Party, Amen. Whenever he starts to lead in the Pledge of Allegiance, a Pledge of Allegiance unto the flag of the United States of America. Hallelujah. And whenever he, he, he on purpose leaves out unto God out of it, that's a reason. I tell you right now, I thought about it today. I said, if that cat was from our state, I'd call him up and I'd tell him, buddy, since you don't want God in our nation, we're going to get you out of office. And if you don't believe we can't, you just hang on and watch. Because I serve a God, amen, that can take you out tonight if he wants to. And if I cry out and call on him, and I got a right, whenever you want to leave out under God, amen, we pledge allegiance to a flag, we do, but we don't want to do it without it being under God. That's all the way you can have true liberty. That's all the way you can have true justice. Without God, you're not going to have it, because man will never give it to you. Can't depend on just a man. Hallelujah. You've got to have God in that man. 
You got to have the Holy Ghost in that man. You got to have the fear of God in that man. Or he's subject to be bought. Or he's subject to give up and cast in the, the towel and sell us out. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm glad I'm serving a God that wasn't a hireling. I'm glad I'm serving a God. Amen. It couldn't be bought off. I'm glad I'm serving a God that wouldn't change for nobody, even his own people. Wouldn't do it. He said, if you want to forsake me, leave me, then I'll forsake you. I'll take my hands off. And I'll raise up an enemy. Let them come in. And so, as you watch this, he says, he told how he's going to build and things, but, but then he says, but now my son, the Lord, be with thee and prosper thou. And build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said of thee. And notice Solomon, the wisest man upon the earth. And man, when you read Ecclesiastes and you know his life and the latter part of his life and what all he let happen. But as long as he was willing to obey God, and as long as he had an ear to hear him and a heart to give to him, God blessed him. And he blessed him. And only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding to give thee charge concerning Israel. That thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shall thy prosper. The only real prospering there is, is keeping the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. Your paycheck, it means something. And I thank God. Hallelujah. Sister Jessica, I thank God. Hallelujah. And we're going to let you talk about it whenever you tell me you pass the other test. God's brought her through. She's got through some of their tests. She's got a job. She's working in Gulfport. Hallelujah. Probably making more money than she's ever made. But it's not all about money. Hallelujah. It's about, because I prayed this, hallelujah, today, amen, when I prayed for her. Hallelujah. And I prayed, but oh God, you make sure she's in your will. You make sure she's walking where you want her to walk. Because it's not just a paycheck. Hallelujah. But it's a representation of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because there's some other folks. In fact, she's got one that's mentoring her. But I'm going to tell you something. God wants you to mentor him because he needs some mentoring. They may not like that if they hear this, but that's all right. It's the truth anyway. I'll tell you, he needs some mentoring. It's messing and gumming fool around some areas. He's got to get out of it. Hallelujah. You can't play church and you can't just say you got God. Hallelujah. Everybody can say they got God. You talk to everybody. Everybody's a Christian anymore. Nobody's going to hell. That's funny to me. The book says right the opposite. Word of God's right, right the opposite. But you know what? You and I can't be mentors. Without God. You and I can't raise families. Without God. There's nothing. Except. That's what it said. Nothing can take the place. Of the Lord. Nothing. People that won't. Bring their children. And their families to the house of God. They can become multimillionaires. Have two or three homes. Have jets to fly to them. It's still void and empty. And on that day, but you listen to me. You that's got God in your heart, and you got God in your house, I don't care if you're living in a, in a little hut on the side of the road, and you're in God's will. And you get, watch this, when you face trials and troubles and things of that nature, you got God to call on. You got God to lean on. 
You got him, amen, to come to your rescue. Because this God, hallelujah, I don't care how they diagnose this. I don't care how they dissect it. I don't care how they cut it down. I'm telling you, God is a healer. He's a healer of the body. He's a healer of the soul. He's a healer of the mind. You know why we got so many mind problems today? Hallelujah, it's because people, hallelujah, it's, it's claiming to have something they don't have. And you can't have a sound or a healthy mind without God. God's the only one that can give you the spirit of a sound mind and a healthy mind. Only God can move in there. Hallelujah. And keep it. Hallelujah. Against the warfare and the battles and the spiritual warfare that's going on in the world the day that we're living in today. And I, you know, I'm not preaching totally against medicine and all that. You do with that what all you want to. But I'm here to tell you there's some nerve pills I just would not take. You do with it what you want to. I just wouldn't take them. I wouldn't fool with it. <laughs> in fact, I'd be real careful just where I went to a doctor. Hey, you just don't know this day and time. With all that's going on and things that's happened. But I'm going to tell you something. You can always depend on God. God's going to help you. It, David goes on in the 28th chapter, 1 Chronicles, several chapters from this previous chapter. I've just been reading to you. Again, amen, he, he calls out, he says, Solomon, my son, know that the God of thy father serve him with, with a perfect heart, with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. If I seek him, he will find, he will find, find thee. But if I forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Listen to what he's saying. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Hallelujah. Let me think. Can I come right back to us? Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. The Bible told us, he said, present this body, what? Holy and acceptable unto him. Hallelujah. We don't try to live healthy lives and godly lives. Amen. Just to add to our days. No, God's the one that can add. He done told us in the scripture that we can't add or take from them when, it, when it's all said and done. He's the one. Hallelujah. Brother Barry doesn't mention, amen, don't give the devil no credit. No, I'm serving the almighty God. And he's my protector. And he's my butler. And he's my shield. And I'm telling you, the enemy not going to take me out not one moment before God sees fit for us to be taken out. The only way the enemy can do it is when I become disobedient. When I begin to forsake him. That leaves me vulnerable. Leaves me open. It makes me fair game to the powers of evil and darkness and of the devil. That if I walk with him, if I keep his commandments, if I present this body unto him holy and acceptable, if I humble myself unto him. Oh, I'm not telling you. Hallelujah. Things still going to happen. Notice right here, I'm sure Sister Tammy wrote this. Brother Jerry, a man passed away. Man, uh, that's Brother Wayne Hembry's brother-in-law. Uh, if you remember, Brother Parker came here. Brother Jerry Sullivan. Hallelujah. Pastors up the road up here. He's passed away. Man, it was Corona, but they changed it somehow. But anyway, hallelujah. But, but, but you know what? He's gone to get his reward now. <laughs> so it's going to be worth living for God. You're going to win. Either way, you're going to win. There's not a greater inheritance that you can leave your children and family 
than making sure that the Lord was in the house. They labor in vain that built it. Amen. The labor's still there. Jesus told us, he said, hey, a wise man would dig down and get on the rock. A wise man, Paul comes along in Corinth, in the Corinthian church, and he tells him, he says, I'm going to lay a foundation. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the one that lays this foundation. But you know what? He, he puts the responsibility upon the individuals to take heed how they build thereupon. And he talks about, about six different types of material that can be built upon this foundation. But because you're on the right foundation, hallelujah, praise God, your soul can be saved. But you know what? I'm interested in a church. I'm interested in a body of believers and I believe you are too hallelujah we're not just interested in being saved we're not just interested in going to heaven hallelujah we're interested amen building upon this foundation hallelujah some works and some walls hallelujah amen that will please God that will magnify his name so you know what that's going to take we got to have an ear to hear him we got our heart amen can be touched by him we can't let like Solomon let things start creeping in and let things start getting hold of us I'm telling you there's some, there's some ideals and there are some theories and there are some spirits out there if we turn your ears to them they'll mess you up but I'm here to tell you we better turn our ears unto the voice of God unto the word of God we better be able to hear him because we won't hold us not only on the outside but God we want it on the inside watch what David done here he told him he said Solomon you be strong and you do it then David gave to Solomon, his son, the pattern of the porch. Solomon didn't build that temple according to his pattern, his vision. David gives him the pattern. Gave him the pattern of the porches. Gave him the pattern of the treasures thereof. Gave him the patterns of the upper chambers, the inner parlors. The place of the mercy seat. The pattern of all he had by the spirit. The courts of the house of the Lord. All the chambers round about. The treasures of the house of God. The treasures of the dedicated things. Amen. The courses of the priests and the Levites. All the work of the service of the house of the Lord. For all the vessels of, of service in the house of the Lord. David. He wanted the Lord in it. He wanted God involved in it. I, I, can't, I got too much blood of shit but. He promised me that you can do it. And I'm going to give you the pattern to follow. You know, it's kind of like with Moses, the meekest man on the face of the earth. But you know what? Hallelujah, the plan. That tabernacle plan, the original tabernacle plan, as he gives it to Moses. And if you watch what God done, he gave it to Moses, starting from the inside and worked his way out. Amen. But for us to approach him, we have to start on the outside and make our way in. And there is a pattern that's been set up. And it hasn't changed, even though it's in the New Testament church. At death and burial and resurrection and the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That transformation that takes place. Hallelujah. That changes us. It changes our conversation. It changes our desires. It changes our passion. It changes us from the inside out, not from the outside in. If you watch people. 
people change from the outside in, you're going to watch them on a roller coaster ride. You're going to watch them in and out and up and down and murmuring and grumbling and griping and complaining. Hallelujah. But when you get changed from the inside out and you do it for God and for the kingdom of God and you're falling in love with him. Oh, I am not telling you you won't have battles and struggles. Come on. You're in an earthen vessel, a heavenly treasure in an earthen vessel. And this old earthen vessel will give us difficulties and heartaches and problems and pitfalls and, and things of that nature. But oh, I'm telling you, that's on the inside always seems to surface. That on the inside always seems to God be able to dominate and rule and overcome. Amen. Because it's worked some us on the inside out. Because it's the Lord. It's in there. It's the Holy Ghost. It's his word that's written on the tables of our heart that we might not sin against him. Oh, God, you help us. How many of you believe you're going to heaven? We was taking up a load tonight. <laughs> if you was guaranteed to go to heaven in the next five seconds, would you cast your lot in? Some of you just ignore me because you don't want to answer the question. Well, I guess we could say if the Lord's in it. Well, I promise you, if you go into heaven, the Lord's in it. Because that's the only way you're going to get there. <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing. And I understand about loved ones. I ain't what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the call of God. But, but there's no material things. We're going us to stay. Oh. We want to go. You know, Paul struggled with that one time. Hard place. Stay would be better to help keep the grievous wounds from coming in, things of that nature, but to be the absent of this body, to be present with the Lord. We know the Bible says the spirit goes up to God and the body's laid to rest. We know that he's coming back, going to bring those spirits that they're going to be the first to be resurrected. I ain't sure just how all that works out. I know we got different opinions and ideas of they looking at us and watching us. I do know this much. Jesus sitting on the surface of the earth. I know he's sitting at the right hand. I know he's watching. He's observing. Now, how many more? You get comfort from that? Keep on getting it. I just say, scripturally, I'm not, you know. I'm going to try to dig up something there. Okay. Now we have got a great cloud of witnesses. Hebrew writer makes that clear. Now just how much as witnesses. Do they get to see. Are they looking down up there observing. The Lord's not in it. What's this chapter they labor in vain that means it's useless vain means useless have you ever done something worked at something and uh, especially like putting a bicycle together or a swing set together or 
Right. You know, and, and you know, you, you're, you're kind of like me. You're so intelligent, smart, you don't need to read the directions. <laughs> ain't nothing to this. It ain't about 20 pieces. Man, anybody can put this thing together. And about when you put the seventh or eighth piece on, the ninth piece on, the tenth it won't go on because you left this first one off. And you have to go back. And so all that time was useless. And then you get, you get what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times myself. So when you watch this chapter, uh, we, we, we don't want to be useless and and I won't do it because time's not going to allow me so I'm not even going to turn there but but he goes to the Lord keep the city except the Lord keep the city the watchman he waketh he's going to get up he's going to stir about he's going to have on his armor and he's going to be prepared but it's in vain it's useless if the Lord's not in it ponder that for a minute Think about it. Who's really going to protect us? Who's really going to see us through all this turmoil and things even going on here in America? Who's really going to be our protector? Who's going to, who's going to see us through this? And if the Lord's in it and the Lord's in our lives, we really don't have to, we don't have to stay up tonight. Huh. How many of you like to have to, you know, your house people was breaking into it every time you turned around, whatever, so you had to start picking, you know, have watch every night. It's, it's a little uncomfortable. Uh, we got a little incident going down on Moore's Road right now. It's, somebody seems to be showing up ever so often and walking. And uh, Sunday night, I actually got a call for a left here, and so I, I get home and First thing I do, call my daughter. She was home. She was all right. So I get home and we search around, look, and all this other. And I said, I'm gonna walk out in the branch. That's where they're coming. So, so, but, but something hit me. <laughs> By the time I got to that branch, I said, Hey, wait a minute. This is where I shot all them copperheads. <laughs> I said, This may not be too smart. And so I stopped. <laughs> I said, hmm, I just walk on the outside. <laughs> and sure enough, believe it or not, about twenty snaps, and there he was. I said, look at him. <laughs> Bad night for you, buddy. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I'm glad that uh, I don't have to have a certain watch tonight at my house to worry about that. Now, we're going to lock the doors and we're going to do all that. We do most of the time. We try to all the time, but sometimes we forget. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, Anyway. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> we won't forget tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> Another week or two we won't for anyway, but it, it'll sleep over after a while. <laughs> and then it may happen again, but hopefully not. But anyway, praise God. But, but, but the point I'm getting to, you can't live life with a very much comfort or peace or joy. If, if you're worried about every step you're making, if you're worried about every little situation, and if you're worried about every time you get in an automobile that somebody's going to gun me down and somebody's going to do 
do this and so on. I know the devil's out to get us, but you know what? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so somewhere along this thing, we got to wake up and realize, you know what? God's in this thing. Hallelujah. God hasn't just forsaken the world and just letting the world do its thing. No, I'm telling you, the devil can only do what God allows him to do. And what disobedient and stiff-necked and hard-hearted people, amen, submit or give themselves over to. But I'm telling you, you and I that's willing to make the stand for righteousness and holiness and for Jesus Christ, we got the assurance that you know what? He'll fight our battles. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. So, you know, I'm not going to stay up tonight. Look out the windows and wait and see. Gonna do it. Now I'm not sure what I'll do. If you come busting in my window, I know what. I, let me, I'm gonna tell you this, okay? Huh. I remember one time my wife and I was on vacation. My daughter calls me. This has been several years ago, and somebody's trying to come through the front door. I told her to get that pistol. You holler and tell them you got a gun. If they keep coming, you shoot through that door. Bow, bow, bow. You can judge me for that if you want to, but if you tell an individual and they're trying to bust through your door, you tell them, "Hey, I got a gun." And they keep on coming. Hey, they mean coming there to hurt you. She's by herself. Now, I may handle it different. I may. I ain't guaranteeing you, so try me. <laughs> I'm not God. I'm saved to change my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just telling you the truth. Hallelujah. But I'm going to let you know ahead of time. Hey, I got a gun. I fixed a pull jade, Doc. Hey, who are you? What you want? You better get to talking. <laughs> So, so we use some common sense, but at the same time, folks, can I just be honest with us? I just don't see Holy Ghost filled people walking around like a nervous wreck. Out of another thing. No. If the Lord's in it, it's going to be all right. If He's in our lives, it's going to work out. This God can take bad situations and make the best of them because he's God and he's not limited. If I'll just trust him, if I'll just, just, just trust him, he'll work it out. He may work it out or it may take a week, it may take a month, it may take six months, but I'll just trust him, he'll work it out. So we're talking about building a house. Now watch this. Why is it so important for you and I as Holy Ghost filled people? I can ask some of these. I can ask some of these ladies. Uh, if we was having some fellowship back there and certain cakes and certain items were made and you went down through there, you, you could probably look at the texture and, and look at the design of it. And there's a strong possibility you could say, I know who made that. Because it has some features. It's got your signature on. There's some electricians and, and welders. I, I'm sure Brother Buddy's been out of the yard a long time. But if it's some of those men that worked for him several years. He could go down there tomorrow and walk through where they worked at. And he could tell you, hey, so-and-so weld this. And so-and-so welded that. And he'd probably look over and say, hmm, William Moore welded that. There ain't no doubt. You can hang a coke hanger on that. But, uh, but, but, uh, but, but why? There's a signature. Call, I'm going somewhere with this. That's a weakness so important. You and I. Amen. If God's 
in it. And if God's in us, he can't help but show up. Can you hide God? You can't hide the favor of the blessings of God. Neither can you hide his long suffering and his mercy and his love and his compassion. It just shows up. And it doesn't show up when everybody else is doing it and when it's convenient for everybody else. No, we're walking to a different drumbeat. We're walking to a different spirit. We're carrying on a different conversation. There's a different authority and power. Hey, we don't like this because this is against our nature and it's against our carnality and it's against our flesh. But I'm telling you, if we'll mortify the deeds of the flesh and bring it under subjection, I tell you, if God's in it, God's going to take care of it. God's in it. He'll take care of it because he's God and he wants to rule and reign and he still wants to bless the church. I told somebody this week, I said, God's blessed the church. Come on. I said, I said, I said, God's, he's got that all seeing eye. Both, and I know most of the time we think of evil when we think of that, but let's think of good. He sees every good thing. Watch this. He gave gifts to the church to edify it, to build it up, to make it victorious, to make it an overcomer. It's not the will of God. The church is not going under. You hear me? No storm's going to come. No devil's going to come. Hallelujah. No situation's going to come. If we'll just stay true to him and faithful to him, God's going to see us through. It's unbelievers. It's those, amen, that don't, don't really believe it, don't really trust him. Amen. That there was a problem with that. And, and I know I've got to finish. I've got about five minutes here. Now watch this. Well, we're starting to go get some, some different stuff. Watch it. It is vain for you to rise up early and to set up late and to eat bread of sorrows. Huh. It's a vain thing if the Lord's not. Watch this. Hey, if the Lord's in, it's not in something that you're praying for and God's not in, you're wasting your time getting up early. You're wasting your time to stay up late. You're wasting your time to eat bread of sorrow over it. Got some Bible for that. There was cases in the Old Testament where God told them, hey, get over it. He slew them. He rejected them. And when he done that, he told the man of God, he said, he's rejected, he's reject, done. You got to move on. Now that's, that's tough. But I'm telling you, the enemy, if we're not careful, the enemy will take circumstances and situations and drag us down. And then he'll start telling us, if your God was really God, if he was a God he says he is, if he loves you like he says he loves you, huh. but as you, dig, you and I dig into the scriptures, you, you and I realize that there's times that we can step across that line. When we do, it's a done deal. The third verse picks up, goes, it kind of starts to begin into of the house now. Why? House, family, raising families. And, and so, low. Low actually means to attention. So, pay attention. I thought I wrote it down somewhere too because it said something else. It's also used to express wonder or surprise. Huh. 
Though children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Brother Barry doesn't mention about the toodles tonight. <laughs> and they're expecting another one. And uh, a few years ago, they weren't sure they could even have one. And now they're on the third one, that, which makes six. Miss Forbes always wanted somebody to compete with, and so Sister Terry's well on her way. But you know what? And I've already been praying this a little bit, and, and, but our passion, our desire would be for, for this situation is what? Who are you praying for? What are y'all praying? I'm praying for a girl. Now, you do what you want to. Okay? But every time I pray that, I say, but Lord, you will be done. Say I'm no. God knows what's best. God knows what He's said now. God's got it. But it should be nice if it's a girl. And I know that's her heartbeat. That be her desire, even though she's a little hesitant. To, and I understand that. But you know, if we don't ask. God's in it. That's obvious. Because he's filling up the quiver. <laughs> and that's the favor of God and the heritage of God. And they're here for a purpose and they're here for a reason. And if you read on here, it's children. Watch this. Before all the plans came up by the government and all the plans came up by everybody else, it was children that was a guarantee to their parents when they got older that they could take on the battles and they could stand for them in the gateway business. Amen. Transactions were taking place. So it was always a blessing of God to have children. Than one way. She watched this. I, I know times are changed. Most of us are quiver small. We're content with two. We, we, we want a boy and a girl. <laughs> well, y'all looking at me like. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm through. It's 8:30. You can stand. Watch this. Watch this. And you know, that low sometimes is a surprise. <laughs> Praise God. So I, I just thought I'd bring that out. Hallelujah. But watch this. As arrows, he likens to this, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children. But notice how he put that. Of the youth. <laughs> Read your Bible. Just a rare, we, we didn't have a bunch of Abrahams. Thank God of <laughs> the youth. There's a time for them. Then there's a time when, when it's not good for them. <laughs> so God knew. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. But they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. I, I didn't get to. I'd have loved to. But time just didn't allow me. But now if we take this temple. And we take this house. And we take this family. And we bring it to the house of God. And we liken it into the house of God. How big do we want our quiver here? How often do we want to birth children here? And even to our surprise. Who may have just be born. Before it's over with. Because God's in it. Not us. God. 
It's not about us. It's not about our pedigrees. It's not about our wishes. It's not about our talents. It's not about none of that. It's simply the bottom line. God's in it. That solves the issue. Simply because God was in it. Wasn't that we was more educated, smarter, dumber, poorer, richer, black, white, red, yellow. None of that had nothing to do with it. Some of us were skinny and whatever. And some of us fat and whatever. But, you know, that didn't have nothing to do with it. And I know the fat belongs to God. But, you know what? It didn't have a whole lot to do with it. The bottom line, because the Lord was in it. Because the Lord was in the church. Because the Lord was in the movement. Because the Lord was in the service. Because the Lord was doing the anointing. And God's the one we're giving the glory and the praise and the honor. Because it's really all about the Lord. All said and done. So if I could just find contentment. And, and you know what? The Lord's in my life. I'm happy. I'm content. Because there's people out there laboring and working and killing themselves and eating bread of sorrow. Got more money than they know what to do with. Living miserable lives. Because they don't have the Lord. That's the reason folks that live from paycheck to paycheck. A lot of times a lot happier. Than those that just. More content. More satisfied. Enjoying life on a daily basis. Just living for God. Because the Lord's in it. He's the only one that can bring true contentment, true satisfaction, and true peace. That's not all. He's the only one that can bring all of that wherever you're at in the kingdom of God and in the body of Christ. Well, I've been, I've been on that the last few weeks, haven't I? I believe there's a reason for it, purpose. Because everybody's got to find their place. And an ear cannot be a foot. But a toe cannot be an ear. How would you like for God to put your foot right up here? I want attention. Okay, God's going to give it to you. Yeah, you're getting some attention. There's a lot of people out there that likes attention. You know, baby, just look around. Praise God, they want some attention. But you know what? Let's let the Lord be in it. Let's let the Lord be in our everyday life. Every day. In all the conversation, direction. I'm not talking about we got to go out here and knock doors down and do all this. No. But as the Lord orders the footsteps. As the Lord directs and leads us. I had several scriptures I could have went to. But I did. As the Lord is in it. Let's do it. Love you. Appreciate you tonight. God bless you. Um, so thankful you're able to come back and be with us on midweek services. Hopefully something said, a touch of God, a move of the Holy Ghost. Uh, man, to encourage you. Uh, we need to be encouraged and encourage one another. Hallelujah. Well, guess what? The Lord's in it. And so that encourages me. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? I don't think so. God bless you. See you Sunday morning. God bless you.